You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Together in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Can you inhale God's love for a moment? God's love is around us. God's love is in the air that you breathe. Every single time that you breathe, you breathe in God's love, God's favor, God's faithfulness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim, say this with me, please, that I'm God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, speak to us today. Let the application of your word be relevant in my life. Father, have your way in us. Have your way in us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, I want to say hi to those who have been watching us for the past months and welcome. I ask that you continue to share this and tag your friends because that's the only way, that's your responsibility because that's the only way we can spread the word of God during this time. All right. So that's your responsibility. Tag away, share Away. I want to say all, welcome also to those who are joining us for the first time. If this is your first time to watch, I need you to type in the chat box, hello. This is my first time so we can reach out to you. If you're watching this, if you're watching this on a delayed basis, if you're watching this and watching the videos on archive, I need you to just message us on this page. Message us on this page and say that you. this is your first time to watch. And uh, maybe if you want to be part of a light group or anything that we can do for you, please type it there and we will respond accordingly. Okay? All right. Our one big message for today is Jesus is your brother. Jesus is your brother. Someone, some, some of you might say, Randy, but we all know that because God is our father and Jesus is God's son. Therefore, Jesus is my brother. Yeah. Yeah, but today you're going to have a different perspective and you're going to not take this for granted because we know we've taken this for granted. Yeah, Jesus is my brother. Diba meron pang, ano, may song pa about that. Jesus being our kuya, diba? Si Christong kuya ko, diba? We call him kuya, we call him big brother, but today I pray that this will have a different significance for you so that uh, you'll have a different appreciation, a deeper appreciation of what it is like to be Jesus' brother. Okay? How many of you like Marvel? I like Marvel stories, Marvel comics, etc. Um, particularly the Mighty Thor. 
the mighty Thor, you know, who will not like him? <laughs> who will not like him with all his muscles and everything and uh, with, with the strength and with a hammer? Um, but let me give you a, a, a brief, brief backgrounder on Thor. Thor is the son of Odin. Odin is the king of Asgard. So Thor is an Asgardian. Now, um, in one battle, when, when Odin and his army were fighting the, 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 the giants, uh, let me, let me uh, remember the, the, the name, the enemies, okay? They're, they're called giants something. Um, Odin saw this baby. And uh, the name of the baby, okay, they saw this baby, uh, sons of uh, the giants, the enemies, the oppressors, okay? And the, what, what, what Odin did was he took in this guy named Loki, okay? Named Loki, he dressed him as an Asgardian, okay? And brought him up, took care of him, and treated him as his his own son. So Thor, Thor and uh, Loki are brothers. Loki's adopted. But but look, look. Um this 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 is kinda kinda, you know, this is fiction and this is kinda silly because who in the world will uh, adopt their enemy to be their son? Okay, so this is that's why I like Marvel because they they, 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 they do these, you know, they have these wild ideas. But, but let me, uh, let me uh, rem remind all of us that this story is pretty much like our story. This is pretty much like our story. Talking about Jesus becoming our brother, um, Paul said that we are enemies of God. And yet he took us as his own. Okay, you see the, the, the similarity? In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, Paul writes, Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. So we are adopted children of God, and we need to understand this. Like Loki, we're adopted, we were enemies, but God took us in. And this tells you about the wonderful love that God has for you. You know, I say that adopted children, they, they, um, they should understand that, that the love that they received is a little more special. You know why? Because um, your, your adoptive fathers, your adoptive parents, they... they, they they didn't have to do that, but they did. They made the choice to take you in. And the same way with God. God so loved the world that he, he gave his only son. And he adopted us to be his children. Jesus is your brother. <laughs> Jesus is your brother. The, 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 the next verses that we're going to read uh, from, from Matthew chapter 16 uh, talks about, again, in the first part, talks about the, 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 the passion and death that Jesus has predicted. He's predicted this before a few chapters earlier, and he's saying it now again. And in a few chapters after, he will say that again. And can I just, can I just um, say something about 
why Jesus has been repeating stories or why in the gospel, why do you uh, read story after story and they're similar and then there seems to be some sort of repetition and redundancy. Now, can I just veer away for a second and can I just tell you the importance of repetition? Never shun repetition. Never shun repetition in this life. Things may be happening over and over and over again, but never shun repetition. Why? Because the key to growth is not the information that you get. The key to growth is the repetition that you see and you experience and the action that you will take after that. Okay? So if there's a lesson to be learned and you haven't learned it, it will, it's bound to be repeated until you learn it. So never shun repetition. Every time there's repetition, number one, there's a... There's a there's an extra amount or extra, what do you call that? Uh, there's an extra push or there's, there's something like stressing the point. In the Bible, when something gets repeated, it is important. Okay? So the key to growth is not, is not the information, but the repetition and the action. Okay? So here we go. Matthew chapter 16, verse 22. When they came together in Galilee, he said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered. Into the hands of men, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. So Jesus was talking about his death. A certainty, some, so, some certainty to death. That everyone dies, but this is the way I'm going to die. This is the way the Son of Man will die. And of course, the disciples we're all filled with grief. Okay? Now, I'm trying to imagine what and how the disciples felt at that time. Because in the, in the three years of the public ministry of Jesus, he has, um, he, has, he has talked to them many times and he's talked about many different topics. And now he, we go to the grief. Um, the death of the Messiah. For them, for the Jews back then, they knew that Jesus was the Messiah, but they, they were still kind of wishing that Jesus would do something. Because the other Messiahs fought. The other Messiahs fought and, and, and went out with arms. But Jesus, instead of fighting, Jesus his, has relinquished his authority and has allowed his enemies to capture him and then eventually kill him. So this is how Jesus will win the war. Okay, so that's about death. And then um, a few chapters back, um, okay, so, so Jesus allowed the, the, the religious leaders at that time to capture him and to eventually crucify him, to put him on trial. And this is very different from his reaction when, when he was talking to the Sadducees. I'll explain later. Okay, If you go back uh, 10 chapters back, uh, Matthew 12, verse 6, Jesus said something. And uh, this is related to taxes. Naman. Um, the, the question at that time was, was, was Jesus really anti-temple? You know, anti the temples, the religious temples then. Uh, Matthew 12, verse 6 says, I tell you 
There is no one here who is great. There's one here who is even greater than the temple. Jesus was saying, yes, there's a temple, but there's someone here greater than the temple. He was referring to himself because he's the son of God. He's the son of God. Okay. So because of that, um, there is this notion or there's this, uh, he has this reputation and impression among people that, that Jesus was anti-temple. And that Jesus was going to tackle this issue. If we continue to read in, chapter, in verse 24, after Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma temple tax came to Peter and asked, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does, Peter replied. Okay, so we're talking about two drachmas. Can you say that? Drachma. <laughs> say that. Drach, drachma. Um, two drachmas. And let me explain something. Talking about the temple, the temples during that time is very different from the for from our structures, our church structures. Uh, it's very different. Tayo, you know, if you have a, a Manila Cathedral, it's huge. It's uh, but but Manila Cathedral is nowhere near what they had before. Temples. Um, to give you an example, it it's about maybe a temple property w- would be about fifteen hectares. And then there would be structures. So, so it, it's, it's a wide expanse of property. And just to maintain it really costs a lot. That's why they, they were collecting temple tax. They were getting two drachmas from every Jew. Okay? Adult money-earning Jew. Okay? Uh, actually, I'm not sure if they were getting from... If, if they were just collecting taxes from those who are working. But... but Two drachmas. What what what's the value of that? At that time, two drachmas were two two wage two days, two days wage. It's a two days wage, so it's not cheap, okay. And the the collectors were asked. They were asking Peter, "Does your master pay?" Okay, so yun yung context, okay. Uh, that's why you need to understand. I'm explaining this to you so that you know the context because every time you read the word, as I always say, you need to understand it. You need to understand the context at which it was written and what the writer was trying to impart. Okay, so we'll continue to read from verse 25. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was first to speak. So outside, they confronted Peter and they asked about it. Okay, Jesus was inside now and he was first to speak. Peter, what do you think? Jesus, um, what do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes from their own children or from others. Okay, Jesus was asking Peter, what do you think? Who, from where do they get their taxes? Because during their time, during their time, if you're royalty, you're exempted from paying taxes for life. Okay. And, and, and Jesus was trying to make Peter understand something. And Jesus was trying to make Peter understand further who Jesus really is and his role and, and, and who, who he really is. And um, so, so Jesus was saying, so I'll, I'll give you an ex- illustration. It's like me asking my son Ziki to, to, to pay for his board and lodging. And to contribute money for food. It's like me, okay, Ziki. So if you'll do that, okay, you'll amount to 
okay, because of all the things that I give you and I'll be giving you, I'll be providing for you, you sleep in an air-conditioned room, etc., etc. Um, so you 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 gotta pay me fifty-seven thousand a month. And I'm your mom and I. We will we will be generous. We won't be asking for uh, deposit money. We'll just ask for two months advance. Silly, isn't it? And Jesus was showing this to Peter because Jesus is the Son of God. <laughs> they go to the temple to worship, and Jesus was saying, "I am the Son. I'm the Son of the owner. I'm a COO. I'm a child of the owner. And and must I pay taxes?" Must I pay taxes? I'll give you another illustration. It's like it's like Taylor Swift going to her concert in 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 uh, maybe uh, Moa Arena, and as soon as she gets to the the gates, the guards there say, "Ma'am, do you have a ticket? We will not allow you in if you don't have a ticket." Diba? absurd. That's really very absurd, right? Um. Now, now, Jesus was showing this to Peter because even as a child, Jesus already knew who he was. Luke chapter 2, verse 49 says, Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? Um, he was talking about the temple and the father's house. Um, at the time, remember the time when Jesus got lost? Mary and Joseph, they were looking for him for several days. And then they found Jesus in the temple. And uh, Jesus spoke these words. Didn't you know that I must be? In my father's house. Okay. Um, you know what? Jesus was trying to tell this to Peter. And uh, Jesus was saying, I am the son of God. And Jesus exactly knows who he is. Now, it's very important that you also know who you really are. Guys, let me tell you if you don't know yet. God is your father. And Jesus is your brother. God is your father. And Jesus is your brother. Know who you are. Whatever the world says you are or whatever things the world you can do or you cannot do, one thing's the same, that in God's eyes, you are special. The word of God says that you are the apple of his eyes. So know who you are and let your life be defined and let your life move on with God's definition of who you are and not about what the world's definition is. Okay? Now, let's continue. So, Jesus was telling Peter, oh, ito, ha? Uh, so, there, must I pay taxes, etc.? Now, no, 27. But so that we may not cause offense, offense, you know, funny, because uh, in the past, Jesus would, would confront and expose the religious leaders. So, and now suddenly, Jesus is saying, okay, but, but let's not offend them. <laughs> but so that we may not cause offense, go to the lake and throw out your line. Take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Okay, There's, there are lots of ways to interpret this. So, you know, if, if uh, initially I interpreted this as, that was Jesus showed Peter the first ATM machine. <laughs> go, go and fish and then take drachma coins. And then notice, um, take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Sinama pa niya si Peter. You know, a real leader. 
Oh, sige, okay, get na and then pay for yours na rin. Okay? Now, let me let me try to give you another perspective here. Um, go to the lake and throw out your line. You know, some believe that this really happened, but some believe that this did not really happen. Some believe that this was a figure of speech. And some say that, you know, Jesus was joking. Yes, Jesus was joking. <laughs> he 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 joked. And it's it's something like okay, so tax or do you see? Um if if we need to pay taxes, maghanap ka na lang dyan. Punta ka dyan. May makukuha ka. Okay? For, this, this was probably, this was a joke by Jesus to, 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 to prove his point further. You know, it's impossible for you to do that. And, uh, and, and that's what Jesus was saying. So, so okay, sige, bayaran mo na lang. It's, it's, like, it's like when you don't have money. You don't have money and then, ah, ganun, laki naman babayaran. Di ba, ali, pipitas na lang ako sa puno. You get what I'm saying? And if you're old, <laughs> you know, John and Marsha, there's a, there's a joke there and there's a meme uh, that, that if they needed money, they will just sweep and get it from under the rug. Di ba? And, and, and that, this, is, this is where Jesus was coming from. Jesus was saying, ito, now we can debate about this the whole day. But I, I think the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is um, the, the first line of the verse of verse 27. But so that we may not cause offense. But so that we may not cause offense. Again, I told you in the past, Jesus was head on with the religious leaders, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. And, but, but, but this time he was saying, let's not cause them offense. This just tells us, and this is the main point, that Jesus chose his battles. Jesus chose his battles. He knew when to assert his authority. He knew when to call out the, the authorities. And he knew when to let go. He exactly knew when to let go. Now, Jesus, this is my observation. Jesus fights and gives his life when evil steps on the powerless. When evil steps over the powerless, you have Jesus there. But, but, but when someone is stepping on his privileges, he lets them be. Now, this also gives us a glimpse into the personality of Jesus. Number one, he's so humble. He's so humble that if other people will be affected, he will fight for it. But if it's just going to be him, it's okay. It's okay. Let them have it. Okay, I'm not talking about letting other people abuse you. Okay, I'm talking about these privileges that, that, uh, you know, that sometimes we're fighting for. Again, Jesus fights and he gives his life. When evil steps over, powerless people. Okay, but... But when it comes to his uh, privileges, when someone steps on his privileges, he just lets them be. Number one, he's humble. Number two, okay, before I share with you number two, um, I just want to kind of compare ourselves with the way Jesus appreciated this and lived this particular belief in his life. Um, Jesus is very different. And we are very different. Don't we sometimes lose our cool 
when the waiter gives us the wrong order or when when someone crosses the line uh, goes before us in, in the grocery checkout or someone overtakes us and cuts into our lane don't we lose that because i have the right to be here and you took it and 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 we lose and and um how many how many families how many times have we lost close friends family members uh, even children because our pride got hurt jesus's humility jesus is showing us that that is the way of humility and because our pride gets hurt and it will get hurt many times over we need to choose our battles i know families who've stopped treating each other's family because of political preferences because you're on the other side because you're donning a different colored vest i don't want to talk to you anymore and i i don't have a brother how many times you know me you know i i have my preferences and family members they have their preference too but anytime that i see that there's going to be a conflict i just say it's okay let's not talk about this let's focus on other things because you you will not change my preference and i cannot change your preference so let's not talk about it and and see that relationship is far more important than all these tiny privileges that we have that's what G powerful, right? isn't it powerful that if you study carefully the actions of Jesus, my goodness, you will learn a lot. Number one, okay, um, choose your battles. Learn from Jesus. Choose your battles, okay? Number two, okay, Jesus was humble, very humble, number one. Number two, Jesus was very secure in in his life jesus knew exactly who he is jesus exactly knew that god is my father and even if there are debates here that will not change anything i am still my father and and i i, I remember let me quote let me quote uh, something that anthony pangilinan mentioned when he spoke to us during uh, the the anniversary he said that you know maybe your your family name my family name's borromeo and uh, you know what you do will not will not change who you are even if i tell my dad i don't want to live in this house anymore i'm going to leave i i i, I don't leave my family name it's still borromeo only, you know, I suffer the consequences because there are natural consequences to our, all, all our actions. But I still am a Borromeo. You get my point? Jesus knows that whatever is taken from him, the tiny privileges that is taken from him, God will fully repay. So my other message to you is be secure in your place in God's heart. You are special. I tell my son, Ziki, there's nothing you can ever do that will make me love you less. There's nothing that you will do that will make me one day say, Ziki, you know what? I don't want to be your father anymore. No. 
And there's nothing that he can ever do that will make him make me say that one day, you know, Ziki, I think I'm gonna love you more. I'm gonna love you more. I love you more today than yesterday because you, you get my point. Be secure in your place in God's heart. Know that whatever is taken away from you, God will fully repay. That's the that's the most important lesson that we can learn and 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 god showed it already for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will have eternal life and scripture tells us that whosoever will accept jesus as lord and savior and the holy spirit receive the holy spirit he has given power to become sons and daughters you are a daughter of god you are a son of God. If you're watching this, let me just remind you that you are royalty, that Jesus gave his life on the cross so that you can be in equal footing with him. So this changes the meaning of Jesus is your brother. Jesus is your brother. You are a co-heir. No, no. That doesn't make you the, the son of God. A son of God is good enough because you are a co-heir with Jesus. And if you continue following Jesus, following God, if you continue becoming a Jesus follower, yeah, even the actions, your actions after this, when you know that you're a son of a king, your actions will greatly change, right? right? Just let that sink in. Let that sink in. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Let no one take that away from you. Again, I say, let no one take that away from you. Can you type in the chat box, I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. Come on, type it. Type it. Don't be lazy. Come on, come on. Say it. Faith comes from hearing, and that what is heard is the word of God. And this is along and aligned with God's word, and you need to hear it. In fact, if you can, don't just type it, say it. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. That's what we have been working for. That's what we're working hard for to let you know that you have a place in God's heart. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. Let me pray for you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Whew, Jesus, Jesus, my brother, our brother, thank you for speaking to us once again through your most powerful word. Thank you, dear Lord, that we're able to get a different appreciation of what it is like to be your brother because you're secure in your place in God's heart. You know who you are. Lord, we pray for the same security that we will no longer be defined by what, by what we do or what we cannot do. We will no longer be defined by what we have and what we own, but we will be defined by your truth and your word that we are your children and we are entitled to the benefits, to the blessings, to the inheritance fit for a son and a daughter of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.